As we look forward, we want to know what God is wanting us to focus on. With this in mind, I asked Luke to speak to Angela Kem. Angela's a good friend of the church. She has a prophetic ministry, which is a blessing to many churches, ours included. As Luke talks with Angela, listen to the things that Angela is sensing that God is speaking to the church in the UK about at the start of 2023. Hi, Angela. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Luke. You? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thanks. Um, We were keen just to chat to you. And, uh, you know, we've seen over the last few years and even in now 2022, a lot of stuff happening um, a lot of change, a lot of turmoil, um, a lot of good things happening, but also a lot of struggle and you know bad things, I suppose, happening. Um, and so we are now on the cusp of 2023 and eager to push into more of what God has for us and to know what is happening in the world as we look at all the circumstances. What is God saying? What can we you know, hear him doing in amongst us and 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 uh, what we can learn through the circumstances and how can we pray and align ourselves with what God's doing and what he's saying? Um, what are you perceiving as, as, as happening in the world at the moment? Yes, Luke, there's many interesting things happening and we've come through COVID. It's not over yet, but that awfulness of it. And then we were thrown into Ukraine war, and now it is uh, this whole thing about uh, finances and the dark times, which are are coming now, but even worse next year. It's like, whoa, you know, our shoulders go down and we think, what about the heating and what about all those things? The way I perceive it is, I find it to be quite an exciting time because when you know scripture, when you read and you you take the Bible and you put it next to the news of the day, uh, and we should, we should listen to the news, watch the news on TV, whatever, but then go to the Bible and say, what does God say? What is God saying in this? Otherwise, the news will drive us crazy, really because it's so dark and dire. Um, But we're the church, and our hope comes from what we read in Scripture. So for me at this time, I just think it's like, whoa, now's the time for the church, because um, things don't happen without God's fingerprints on them, and a scooping up of the church to raise her up to be who she's supposed to be. Mm. So we are called to be um, a city on a hill, the light to the nations. Jesus said that's what we are. We are the hope of the nations. Mm. We are the salt of the nation and so on. But somehow when times are all nice and easier and I mean, nobody has it easy. We've all got our stuff. But in general, things, you know, it's not it's livable. Mm. And then we forget somehow who we are. Mm. Um, But then things happen and we say, whoa, this, this, how are we going to cope? 
And mm. that is where we take scripture and we eat it. Mm. And we say, let's see what God is saying. And as I read scripture, it is as the dark gets darker, the true light is already shining. Mm. And, and the true light lives inside us. And as the church is not, it's us singularly, but actually it's the church uh, uh, together. It's a, it's a whole we, not just mm. I, we cope together. And um, I just think some years ago, um, a prophet from New Frontiers, Jenny Bergen, um, she prophesied that about the lean years and the fat years. Mm -hmm. And she said, fat years are there, but lean years are coming. So we need to learn how to plug into God in the fat years mm -hmm. so that we will be there in the lean years for the world because the church is here for the world. We are saved for ourselves individually and then as church together, but we are saved for the world yeah. to be this light to the world. And um, and what Jenny said was um, when, uh, when the lean years come, the church won't be lean because we will have our father to call on and then provide for the world. Mm. And what she said is the world will come to the church because the, they're going to know the church has an answer mm. and we will give. And it's not all about finance and all that. It is confidence and hope yeah. and faith and the gospel. Yeah. So I see this and I think this is exactly how it is. Mm. This, this is what will be happening. So we are in a season now where, uh, you know, whether it's our prayer meetings, our, what our preaching, all that is building faith in the church, who we are in God, that we are, aren't of those that now give up. We mm. aren't of those that talk exactly like the world. Oh, isn't it awful? Life is so hard. We are those who are able to say life is very tough. But I'm so grateful for mm. a God who mm. I can put my eyes on. So what an ideal opportunity to be able to go to people in homes, not to get all mealy-mouthed and super spiritual, mm. but to come with real ans answers to people about, um, about tough times and how we as church have answers. But we've got to get our act together in actually getting to know who we are in God, mm. getting to know our own uh, need of him, making sure that um, that we are in line with what the Bible is saying at this time. And, and when we start wavering in our trust to actually guard each other, look after each other so we're all in this together, so I suppose that's what I see. It's something I've been longing for, something to see the church in this wonderful nation mm. actually be such a model of, uh, of God's power. And I think this, we're coming into the ideal opportunity um, at this time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um, You mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, the seven... Uh, lean years in the seven fat years, which of course is uh, in the, the story of Israel moving into Egypt. 
and and that's really an interesting story and sort of prophetic picture of of the time that we're in that you know they were provided Goshen in that time where God had provided a place for the Israelites to move into and even not to overextend the metaphor but when he then gave them the promise of coming out of Egypt into the promised land there was a desert period first and we've seen God promise so much and I think you know um, I mean you, you and I have spoken about the promises that God has for the church and revival and what does that look like and all that kind of stuff but there is this sort of biblical precedent of God leads you through stuff where he does refine you and he brings out the sort of the character flaws and he works on you and prunes you so that you are ready for the promises that he has and it feels like we're in that kind of season doesn't it where he said I've got such amazing things for you now come with me and it might look difficult on the outside but the 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 value in that journey is amazing and you and and there's now that invitation isn't there to to come into that journey to journey with God to trust in him to trust in what he said you are my provider you are my healer I can trust in you despite what the world around me says I have a God who is faithful to his word well that's for sure but this is where I think as church we must watch each other's backs and help each other because when the one is wavering, the other one can come alongside and say, come on. This mm. is where we learn how to share among ourselves, where, where, we, where we touch the nest egg that we've had saved up because there are people in need. Mm. Because nest eggs are wonderful, but at a time like this, it is sharing what we have with others and trusting that God will replace uh, and that's a huge deal when we mm. when we've got finance or whatever put away and suddenly it's like oh i've got to touch that mm. it's a huge deal but that's where faith comes in to trust god that he as we give he will look after us mm. he he's the one who chose us before time he says you did not choose me but i chose you and therefore, he chose us, we his children, so he will look after us. Mm. It's not even a maybe or whatever. He will look after us. And I think this is the whole thing. It's our minds that say, but what if he doesn't? What if he? And it's like, no, we don't even go in the what if he doesn't. Mm. He says he will. Therefore, he will. The other thing mm. that um, that I've as, has come to mind is this nation has got wonderful genes, G-E-N-E-S, in the kingdom, in the gospel, in Jesus. And actually, missionaries, a lot of missionary books come out of this nation into the world. And yes, colonial stuff were, was done, and it wasn't all that good. But I do feel that um, God loves this nation so much. And things have gone skew. Nothing's working as it should. We are now a post-Christian nation. I mean, what is that? There's never a post-Christian anything because God is always there. So these are words that, that get bandied about that actually rob Christians of their faith because we are never post. Mm. We are always very present with God. Mm. 
And I think God is so wanting this wonderful nation back in its fullness to inherit all the blessing that he has, that um, the, the way to get our attention again and to get the world to get the attention that the church um, uh, is the answer, Jesus is the answer through the church, is by um, uh, allowing things to actually happen. He's not doing it, but mm. he's allowing it. It's like he gives people over to the very things that they would like to have, you know. Mm. So he gives the world over to their um, post-Christian. And in the meantime, he raises the church up and he says, come on. Um, we can make good on the whole colonialism by doing things, hanging on to him and doing things in a totally different way. Mm. We can go and mission and plant churches throughout the world in a totally different way now that we know better. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's an extremely exciting time. Mm. Um, though, I mean, it's not nice. It's difficult. And we've all cut back on so much and the heating's on low and so on. So one uses one's sense. I mean, mm. we're not sick. But, um, but it is a matter of, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, you will never let us down. Mm. You will never uh, just take your hand off the church. Thank you, Lord, that you are raising the church up for such a time as this to be the answer. We're always the answer. We are not the problem, and often we've been treated as the problem in this nation, and mm. we've been the tail. The Bible says that the church is the head and not the tail, but mm. we've been the tail for so long, and God is saying, no, you're the head. Mm. You're the head. And therefore, it is really a time to put our chins up and to our backbone straight and with great humility and yet with great conviction and anointing, invite people. And it's not all about coming to our you know, meetings on a yeah. Sunday. It's about being salt and light right in the work, in mm. as teachers, in the hospitals, talking about hospitals. Um, just reading again uh, uh, today about... Um, you know, the, the, the ambulances standing in queues and people who now are having heart attacks or something won't be able to get an ambulance and all that. And, and it's very awful. And I think, isn't this the time that mm. those who, have, who feel they have the gift of healing or want to give something a go or just to go and be of comfort, um, go to various hospitals and say, can we help with the church? Can we come and pray with you? Can we, or ask the church, the, the chaplains of the hospital, can we come stand alongside you? What a place for us to go mm. and bring hope and health and healing uh, to the people who are unwell in hospital, but also to the staff mm. who work so very hard. And so I'm not saying we've got to do all these things, but there's, there's ways of getting together and <clears throat> praying. Father, will you... Show us what we must do. What do mm. we do uh, in Winchester? What do we do? W where are we needed? Show us. Give us uh, uh, guidance. Um, let let somebody bring words to us, or let or somebody ask for help. Mm. Um, 
it's, it's just a time for the church. Yeah, amazing. Well, that that to me says, I guess we've got probably three sort of areas of prayer that we can pray into, isn't there? That, you know, that thing of God, give us boldness, give us, you know, boldness to be salt and light. Uh, God, empower us, give us, you know, resource, show us how to be wise and how to grow, you know, w- w- what we have. Um and 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 bring people give us you know give us people that we can reach give us people we can have an impact on you know and give us eyes to see where those needs are and and ideas of on how to you know you, you use the hospital example ideas on how to 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 spread that so um so those are three great things that we can that we can pray for and look forward to in in the coming year well um thank you so much for your time uh, angela it's it's really it's great a to pleasure hear from you and uh, uh, we look forward to uh, to cut, catching up in the next year and and letting you know of all the things that God's doing in in our church and and hearing from what He's doing in yours. Thank you and happy New Year to all of you. Yeah, <laughs> great. Thanks okay. then. Bye bye bye.